0: you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. For those who are new, or you're fellowshipping with us for this first time, Minayo is my name, and I love Jesus very much, and I want to I want to share what God put in my heart for quite a while. I want to share what uh, God has been ministering to me. I want to share what God has answered me concerning some things I have asked Him. Okay? Uh, Our Father has taught us about prayer. I may touch here and there, but pick what is yours and move on. Alright? Say, without God, God. man cannot. cannot. Say it again. Without Without God, man cannot. And without man, God? Are you sure? And without man... God will not, because God has the ability to do it. Are we together? We have been taught by our father about man being given um, the legal authority on earth to pray, to speak concerning things, and see them come to pass. So man declares or says what God is saying, and enables God to come in and intervene concerning a situation And then the spirit of God is able to come and act on what man is saying. So, legally, on earth, man and God work together. Are we together? Man and God? Man and God work together. So without man, God will not. And without God, you cannot. Alright? Because we don't have the ability to do anything by ourselves unless God does something for us. Alright? And whatever it is that we desire in God, we have to access it through prayer. Okay? Whatever God has for his sons, sons meaning both his and she's, whatever God has in store for you and me, it is not automatic that it will fall on you. But you have to know how to access it how to it through prayer so that it can be actualized in your life. Are we together? Are we together? So God is able to act legally on earth because man is willing to give his body as a vessel to be used as God's mouthpiece. Is that fine? God is able to act legally on earth because man is willing to give his body as a vessel to be used on earth. Um, Let me give an example. When, When you're oppressed by the devil, oppression is in many forms, when you're sick, when you're sick, when you go to God and you need him to come through for you and heal you and restore you back to health why do we why do we go to God and ask him to heal us it's random I I like people participating so that I know we are not sleeping why do we ask God to heal us if you are sick you ask God to heal you right why do we ask God to heal us It's okay, just shout. Because health is wealth. That's a good answer. Why do we ask God to heal us? Huh? Because it's the source of life. Alright. right. When you desire God to bring restoration in your family, or when you desire God to break... A certain yoke, let me give like a yoke of poverty that runs in the family. And you go to God and pray and you declare what his word says concerning that particular issue. Question is, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because when we have an understanding as to why we do this, it it helps us know how to Channel our prayers, and what to expect out of this. Um, give me First Corinthians. I want us to read First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter six, take me to verse uh thirteen. And then I want us to read together. Uh okay, MKJV is fine. Can we read together? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. The second part of First Corinthians six thirteen. The Bible says, "Okay, can we read for verse fourteen so that also we understand six fourteen? What does the Bible say? Fifteen. Do you know that your bodies?" Are members of Christ, aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, give me KJV, verse 14 only. KJV. No, verse 13. Verse 13. Meats for the belly and the belly for me. But God shall destroy both it and them. That's the meat and the belly. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord... And the Lord... So, you are not your own. This is what the scripture says, eh? You are not your own. The Bible says, now the body is but for the lord and the lord for the body so this body belongs to who and 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 god and the lord for body so this shows the the working together there is an interconnection there so god created you for himself are we together your functionality for you to be able to operate for you to be able to do things you need to have an understanding that you're down here on earth Not because you have a life to live, you have children to raise, you have a job to keep, you have, you know, marriage and work and all that. But the core function as why you are here is because there's an assignment for you by God. So your body is for him. Am I making sense? Yes, you will go by your daily life, you go to work, you do all these things. But the primary function, why God created man was for himself. This is why he did it in his own image and likeness. Because there is a place of operation where you are supposed to have the God-like element, the God-like aspect, the God-like qualities to replicate what he is doing. Okay? So the Bible says the body is but for the Lord. So God heals us Yes, because you are sick, because you are in pain, yes, he heals you. But he needs you to be whole because you cannot perform his function when you are not whole. Am I making sense? When I am sick, I may not be able to go before God and pray and do it effectively. Why? Because I'm in pain. So God has to heal me because of the assignment that I have. Yes, he will heal me because I'm in pain. My body will be fine. But the primary function is God needs this body to perform. Because clearly, the Bible says that the last enemy to be defeated will be? Will be? And then he also says he's raised us to a place where we sit with Christ in heavenly places. And he says we are far above principalities, far above powers, far above rulers. So in short he's saying, where you're supposed to be You're supposed to be at a place where all these powers and principalities and everything are under your feet so that you can operate, function, and do the will of God. Am I making sense? Is Jesus sick? Is Jesus sick? Is Jesus oppressed? He's not oppressed. He's not sick. So as he is, so are we supposed to be here or not. So sickness, demonic oppression, and all these other things, are things that the enemy brings our way to divert us from the co-function that God has for us. Now, am I making sense? This is why the Bible says that the bodies we have are not for all these things concerning life. Yes, there are things in life we will do. We will go to work, we will Uh, We will live our lives. We will do all these things. But the primary function of why God gave you body. You know you are a spirit being in a human body, right? So you know even in spirit you can still worship God, right? But God had to give a body so that when you're here on earth, he can use you to perform his functions, to perform his ordinances on earth. So are we together on that point? So... Ephesians 1.21, the Bible says, Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but where. So this is where God has raised us to sit. So the the ideal picture of where God has put us is where we are reigning. But we see this oppression. So when you see this oppression, the larger picture is There is that which God wants me to do. So as much as I am praying for healing, I am asking God to relieve me from this pain so that I can be able to function where or what God wants me to do. I ask God to lift a spirit of poverty. Why? Because if you're poor... You, every time you have to, you are going about trying to look for food, you don't have peace. You cannot perform what God has for you. So when God is able to make provision, if God can raise you to a place where your money works for you, then you can be in a position to be able to fulfill the assignment of God effectively. But we don't see that yet. Why? Because we are still running around and trying to put one, two, three things together, you know, to make money. But have it at the back of your mind that the desire of God is to get to a place where he has dealt with this so that you can deal with the bigger picture, which is his assignment concerning your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, We were taught a while back, and I think he's taught several times. Our Father in the Lord keeps telling us all the time, and it's in the Bible, that prayer is not just a religious activity. You remember he broke it down and explained to us? It's 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 legal. It's a legal process. So when we approach God, when we go to God, we need to have that kind of mindset. And when we deal with legalities, there are things you must have with you. Some are called facts. Others are called another thing is called information. You must have information, you must have knowledge. You must know how to approach these things. Are we together? Are we together? So, when you know that there is a primary function that God put you on earth, you will know how to pray effectively. You know, you know the book of... uh, the book of uh, the Bible says that we know that which we have asked for, we are sure that we will receive them because we have asked of them by faith. should be first John chapter five, check fourteen or somewhere there, First John should be three five. Just get me that scripture so that I can be able to first John chapter three. Oh, nice. Thank you. Give me 14. Can we read it together? What does the Bible say? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Next. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the confidence that we have. That when we ask of Him, He will hear us. And if we know that He hears us, the Bible says, if we ask of Him in His will, all right? If we ask of Him in His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, whatsoever we have asked for. So the Bible says that whatever it is that we have asked of Him, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Praise the Lord. Buenas, if So, the Bible says, when we ask according to his will, we are sure beyond we know that God is going to answer us. So, for me to be able to ask God what I need according to his will, I need to know Number one, why are you here? What is your primary function? Because all the rest of the things you're going to ask are towards facilitating you to be able to perform that which God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he says, when we ask according to his will, how do we know his will? It's written in the word. How is the will of God unfold in our lives when you pray? God gives you understanding. Are we together? He helps you understand. He gives you desires towards a certain area so you know, ah, this is where God has called me. This is what God wants me to do. So, when you have an idea of where God has called you, you are able to pray in line with that. And it's the will of God. And the Bible says, when you pray according to this, God will definitely answer. Why? Because it is in the will of God. And the same Bible says this is our confidence. So you are sure he will answer. sure he will respond, you are sure you have these things. And we were taught um, to believe means to act as if it is true. So when you have asked God of that, you will begin acting as if it's true. Why? Because you are sure that you have asked in the will of God. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? So being our year of reigning in dominion and reigning as kings, we have to understand also that um, we have to understand that there are dimensions in prayer. Say there are dimensions. Say there are levels. Say it again. Praise God. Prayer has dimensions and prayer has Levels. If you're sleeping, you're allowed to wake up and stand at the back. It's too early. It's too early. Please wake up. So prayer has... There is the basic and not really basic. Should I say there is the individual... Prayers. Let me put it that way: not basic, but individual. Individual prayer way is where you can get to talk to God and tell God, "God, uh, i praying for my life. Please provide this. Please provide that. I need school fees for my children. Um, I need, I need, I need healing. I need money." Which is okay because the Bible is that we should ask of Him. But there is also another dimension. Where God is able to lift us into another level. And we can learn to make intercession. We can learn to make prayer. We can learn to make petition. We can learn to submit our prayers to God and believe God to come through. Bona sefiwe. Praise the Lord. Remember the Bible says that when you get born again, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So there's the mark of the Holy Spirit on you. So, Jesus said, I have to go so that the spirit or the comforter can come. And the Bible says, he said that when he comes, he will abide for how long? He will abide for how long? He will be present forever. And Jesus said, he will teach you all things. Whatever it is that you need to learn, whatever it is that you need to know, whatever it is, I will not be present with you. But there is someone who will help you. He will teach you. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, this is the Spirit of God, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him where? To us. The next verse. And when he is come. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So Jesus tells his disciples, I have to go so that the Spirit of God comes. Remember this point, Jesus had already taught his disciples how to pray. Remember the time the disciples say, One of the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray? And then Jesus was like, This is how you pray, our Father in heaven. So he taught them, he gave them like a like, this is how you do it. This is how you pray before he left. But then he also tells them that when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will come because he needs to teach you. When he teaches you, you will be able to do the will of God or to perform the task that I have put to be for you. Are we together? Alright, I want us to jump um... I want us to go to Revelation, but before we read Revelation you will realize that the more you seek God the more you pray the more you seek his face and take time to tarry in his presence God begins giving you assignments is that true? God begins giving you assignments and his assignments go beyond personal needs he starts, he, he starts to you and he directs you at times who to pray for, at times the regions to pray for, at times he, you know, he is always saying something. So I began by saying, or in the middle I say, that prayer has dimensions. It is okay to pray for your personal needs, but there is also another level beyond that, where God now keeps uh, revealing to you talking to you and tell you, pray for this, pray for that, pray for this, pray for that. And that's where we come up with the word intercession. You find that God calls us to be able to stand in the gap and intercede, to be able to stand in the gap and pray. So it is no longer now about you and your business, but it is beyond that. Remember, I began by telling us that God's ideal situation is that when you're on earth, you're whole. Remember? So that you can be able to Do what he wants you to do. Because we are not whole, the prayers we do are channels towards needs. But we should not forget that beyond deeds, there is another dimension of prayer where God has called us to be. Is that okay? Is that okay? Alright. So I want us to go to Revelation chapter 5. So that I can expound a little bit more. Revelation chapter 5 will begin from verse 1. I want us to read slowly. So that we can understand. And so that we can move together. Verse 1, what does the Bible say? Uh Uh Uh-huh. 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 Three. Or to look at it. Uh Uh-huh. This is John speaking. Eh? You know, Revelation was written by John. So John says, so I. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh mm-hmm. Mhm uh-huh mm-hmm. uh that's okay. please uh go back to verse six, so the bible says. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into, where? So, John is weeping why because the bible says that no one has been found worthy to open the scroll or even the seal, and even or even look at it this is what it says eh? no one has been found worthy that means it was not about the ability is that true it is not about the ability Because maybe, this is me, maybe someone would have been able to open. But there was, the Bible says, on earth, under the earth, in the heavens, there was no one who was found worthy to open. And Jesus Christ, when the Bible talks about the lamb that was slain, slain for our sins, this is Jesus. The Bible says that he was worthy, when you read the verses down, The Bible speaks, the laborer says that he was worthy to open. Okay? Are we together? Now, the Bible says, um, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. So this lamb, having what? Seven horns and seven eyes. What does horn represent? What does horn represent? The horns. Most of the time, it represents it represents power, it represents authority, dominion. Okay. And then, the eyes represent sight, deep insight. All right. I know by now we already know it is one thing for you to be able to see. Like I can see this is. Uh... This is Kevin. The name had gotten lost. I can see this is Kevin. He's a man. And it's another thing for me to say that I know Kevin, all right? You can have a situation where you can look at it and see it, and let me put it this way. You may have have a challenge at work, and your boss tells you we need to come up with an idea on how to sort out this problem. So you look at the challenge. If you look at it superficially, you are seeing it as it is. But you can look at it internally and analyze it and know how you can be able to come up with a solution. Is that okay? So this lamb, that though it had been slain, it had seven horns and seven eyes. And the seven eyes represent the insight, the deep insight. So this is beyond the natural eyes that you can see. It represented the insight. We know seven represents, number seven represents completion. Alright? Completion, perfection. Number seven represents perfection. So we are looking at the Lamb of God who was slain, who is having dominion and authority or power within him. Complete power, absolute power when you talk about seven. And also the Bible says he has complete sight. He can see beyond. Okay? So when the Bible is describing um, this Lamb that was slain, that the Bible says which are the seven spirits of God sent out into where? All the earth. So the Bible is describing the lamb that was slain, the lamb that has authority because of the, the, the seven horns, complete, absolute power and authority. This lamb has power and authority. This lamb has insight. And... With these are the seven spirits of God that have been sent out into, where? Into the earth. Now, when you read the book of Zechariah, there's a book of Zechariah 4.10, maybe just go back there before we get back to Revelation, so that we are together. It talks about the eyes of the Lord. One, two, read together. Uh huh. Uh huh. They are the what? Uh huh. Uh huh. Which come to and fro throughout the earth? Give me KJV so that we see how it's interpreting the scripture. KJV Zechariah 4:10. For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of who? Zerubbabel. Remember Zerubbabel was told that this hand that started this thing will bring it to completion? Okay. So, in the hand of Zerubbabel, with those seven, they are the eyes of what? The eyes of the Lord. Which run to and from. Through the whole earth. So another scripture says scan. Another scripture says they run to. So it means the eyes of the Lord are just not set. You know what it means to scan? You know those biometric stuff? When you go and you have to scan. It checks the details. Looks at the details. the, The nitty gritties. It does not leave anything out. So the Bible says these are the eyes that are scanning throughout the earth. The seven spirits scanning where? Throughout the earth. Now, I want us to combine this scripture with um, what are the seven spirits. Uh, Go to Isaiah, should be 11. I think we know that scripture. Isaiah chapter 11. It should be 11, not 9. Isaiah 11 uh, from verse 1. Isaiah... 11 verse 1. When Jesus came on earth during his ministry, the thing Jesus majored most was teaching. Do we agree with that? The thing Jesus did uh, more than any other thing, more than um, healing the sick, more than casting out demons, more than restoration of the children of uh, Israel. The main thing that Jesus did when he came on earth was to teach. And the Bible says he taught a lot in parables. He used to use parables to teach and help the people understand. So Jesus did a lot of what? He taught them, he taught them, taught them about the kingdom. It operates like this, it is like this, you know, a man having 99 sheep will go out for one, a man seeking something that is lost. So Jesus did a lot of teaching. To the disciples isaiah eleven one the Bible says from stem of Jesse uh-huh 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 huh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So these are the seven dimensions of the Spirit of God on earth that will help us even towards achieving that assignment. Please give me KJV. There's a particular interpretation I'm looking for. Uh Uh-huh. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So, it's okay. Do you have another version again so that we can also read it? The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This was a prophecy of Christ. Okay. This is Message Bible. The life-giving spirit of God will hover over him. The spirit that brings. The spirit that gives. The spirit that instills. Knowledge and the fear of God. Go back to the original KJV. So when you, when, you look at, um, when you look at this particular scripture, it talks about the seven spirits of God. It does not mean that the Holy Spirit is seven. No. We know we have God the Father, God the Son. It's the three in one. But when the Bible talks about the seven spirits, it's simply talking about the dimensions of the spirit. Because if you look at the aspects of the spirit... Might, knowledge, these are characteristics of the Spirit. Are we together? So, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is three in one. But this particular scripture talks about the seven dimensions that the Holy Spirit operates in, or God operates in, even Jesus operated in, to help in terms of functionality for us here on earth. Are we together? So when you look at the direct translation, the first one, it is, it is the Spirit of the Lord. Okay? Most of these uh, translations, they got lost on the way. But when you look at the original translation, it says the first one was the Spirit of the Lord. And then there is the Spirit of wisdom. And then there's the Spirit of understanding. That's three. The fourth one is the Spirit of counsel. fifth, Spirit of might. C. Uh, Six spirits of knowledge and the fear of God. So these dimensions of the spirit, I pray that God will help us understand, okay? If you're not getting near or not understanding, where well, I'm going to just lift up your hand and understand and I'll try and retract. Now, these seven dimensions help us as we function in the Holy Spirit so that we are able to be effective. Say effective. When you understand the spirit of the Lord... You will understand it's about lordship. And Jesus is lord over all. Is that true? We are submitted to Jesus Christ. Why? The Bible says he is the king of kings and the lord. lord of lords. So we are submitted to Jesus Christ. So when you understand the aspect of lordship, you will also know that God has raised us to a place where we are also... You know lordship comes with authority, right? Right? You cannot lord over someone if you don't have the authority and power. So, also, God has given us that authority and power to be able to operate on earth and reign and operate as king and priest. Are we together? So, one aspect or one dimension of the spirit, the, the seven spirits, the Bible says it's the spirit of the Lord. So, that's. So, you understand that we are submitted under Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. And God has given us also that authority to have that kind of authority here on earth to be able to operate in dominion. So it's the Spirit that helps us to acknowledge God and the Spirit that helps us to be able to operate in authority. Are we together? So you can be able to pray for someone standing from a place or authority because the spirit of God in you has been strengthened because of the aspect of the spirit of the Lord in you. I don't know if you're getting, I've repeated it so many times. Let me say it again. We are able to operate in dominion and in authority because of the dimension of the spirit of God called the spirit of the Lord. Am I making sense? And then there's the spirit of wisdom. So you find one of the dimensions of the spirit of God is that God gives us wisdom to know how to operate. You have the authority, but it gives you wisdom. Are we together? Because in the few years I've been on Earth, I have learned that wisdom is very important. If you lack wisdom, it can put you into a lot of trouble. Is that true? Is that true? Your boss tells you at at work, write me a letter, give me five reasons as to why I should keep you. So how are you going to write it? Because I know I am very good at my work. Because I know if I am not here, this, this company will not stand. God has to give you, say wisdom. Say wisdom. You must have, and this is why I am thoroughly convicted that As a child of God or as someone God has put in authority or someone God has empowered, there are things you can't just wake up and say. there are things you can 't wake up and speak because you must be backed by wisdom. Are we together? Say wisdom the Bible says in should be Proverbs that wisdom is the principal thing, so you must have wisdom. I must have wisdom to know you know. Uh, I was looking at another lady preaching um, and she was, she was giving a story about her life and she was saying, trying to figure out whether it's a relevant example or not, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. So, she was talking about her life and she was saying, one day, one day, Uh, The husband just called her, and he was crying. And he was telling people, if you know my husband so well, he's not the type to cry. He was crying. And he was telling her there's another visitor who's coming at home. I didn't know. And all those things he's trying to explain to himself. Uh, Long story short, that man had children long before, had a daughter long before he married and had this wife who had children. So this wife and the kids, her children were younger than this one. Are you getting me? Um, So this one was older. It means he had a child before, before he got married. And the lady was saying that she really needed wisdom to understand how to deal with that. And that reminded me, you know at times you can be talking and then God gives you a word, prophetic word. Like Jesus told this woman, "How many husbands this is how many husbands have you had?" And then there was the one, two, three, you know, God has to give you wisdom. so imagine if, if I would say, for example, all right, for example, <laughs> this is not it, but for example, if I would say, "I see you, but I see another woman, you know? when I am done with everything, this lady as quiet as she is, when you get home, you will have to answer, who is this? In detail. Where, when, how. So you realize also, um, I realize wisdom is very important, especially in prophetic churches. You can't have a prophetic church and you don't have wisdom. You'll end up breaking families in an attempt to build. You'll end up destroying people in an attempt to heal them. Alright? So wisdom is very, very important. Even if you knew, let's say maybe God has given a new assignment concerning your family. You are a son, you are a daughter. You are not the father and the mother. But you know God has given you an assignment. You can't just rise up one morning and you're like, Hey, dad, mom, kneel here. I need to pray for you. God is saying, you can do that. Are you aware you can't do that? It's not possible. They're your parents. And they're your authority. And wisdom also comes in. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get. And with all they get in get. So wisdom and understanding are like brothers and and sisters. So you must have wisdom even at war to know how to function. You can go sabotaging someone's work so that you get their position. Is that right? Because if I'm a boss, and I'm thinking, if you tried sabotaging this one, say wisdom. Say it again. And the Bible says in the seven spirits, let's go back to Isaiah 11. The Bible says, And understanding. So also, you have to understand, you have to know, why do I do what I'm doing? Praise the Lord. The Bible says the spirit of counsel. This is a teaching by itself, but let me just peruse through. The Bible says the spirit of counsel. He gives counsel. He gives advice. He helps you know how to maneuver out of a situation. Praise the Lord. And the Bible also calls him the spirit of might. He's the spirit of strength might comes with strength so he gives you the ability you know there are certain situations you look at and you know this was not me this was not me you know that God must have strengthened me, God must have given me the words to say but naturally on my own this was not me so the Bible says even in the daily operations God gives what? might, say might say it again and the same Bible also says that among the dimensions of the seven spirits that helps us to be able to function in dimensions of God is the spirit of knowledge. Say knowledge. Bible says that without knowledge, my people do what? So if you don't want to perish, you seek. You seek knowledge. You seek to know. You seek to read. You seek to get understanding. So that's one of the aspects. Of the seven dimensions of the spirit. And the same Bible says also, and of the fear of the Lord. So another dimension of the seven spirits is what? Is what? If I'm to explain the fear of the Lord, I think I would explain integrity. Integrity in, in a layman's term, in simple terms, is doing something regardless of whether someone is seeing or not, is the same way you would do it. Okay? That's integrity. Whether someone is watching or not, you will still do the same, same thing. Are we together? So, the fear of God, the fear of the Lord, is supposed to push you to do something the same, same way, whether someone is watching you or not, because you know that you have the spirit of God in you. Am I making sense? At times people act not because of the fear of the Lord, but of the fear of man. The fear of our bosses. The fear of a crisis that is coming. But one of the elements of, or one of the dimensions of the spirit of God, he helps us act out of the fear of God, out of his fear. Are we together? So we will act, not because someone is watching, not because your line is on the job, not because of any other reason, but because deep down you have an awe for God. Are we together? So we have the spirit of the law that's one, that is Lordship. We have the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, and the fear of so this is what um, Revelation talks about and even Zechariah says that the eyes of the Lord are moving upon there. Go back to go back to Revelation chapter 5 so that you can So when we are able to operate in the dimensions of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we are able to become effective in what God has given us. Praise the Lord. I began by saying, um, God has an assignment for us, and it is one thing for you to know and pray concerning your need, but it is another thing, you know, as you grow in God, you realize there is more to it than than yourself. You understand that the more you pray, you understand that there is more responsibility that God is giving you you understand that God is counting on you. You understand that God needs to use you or your body to be able to fulfill his work on earth. And for you to be able to fulfill effectively, the Bible says that we understand that the lamb that was slain, he carries with him authority, he carries with him um, insight. So he can see deep into situations more than you do. And he will help you to be able to, to, to make the correct decisions. Am I making sense? He'll be able to help you to be effective in that which you are to do. Praise the Lord. That is why, you know, at times, um, you can be in a meeting and we are saying, we want to pray for, you know, um, the Father in the Lord, for example, can see, let's pray for this person, let's pray for his soul, let's pray for his spirit. That God will redeem. Your spirit is able to pick very fast and is able to understand do you still have your human needs and personal cares? Yes, but beyond that you can see the assignment that God has given bonus if you will. You can be able to understand that beyond my needs, God has called me. God is saying, you know, we pray for this personality, we pray for this politician, we pray for this we are able to understand. So I came to encourage us today. We talk a lot about revival. But do you, do you know revival is not personal? Do you know revival is going do, God doing something on the face of the earth? You know that? Revival means the face of the earth is also people. So when we talk about revival, it means also we need to start having a transformation of our mindset and understanding that, Yes, God wants to revive me. God wants to revive my family. God wants to do something. But beyond that, there is something that God, there's a dimension of God that God wants to do concerning a particular thing. Praise the Lord. You know one of the things I've realized? When God says he's sending revival to a place, it is just not automatic. You find that God has been stationing people to pray. I remember where I used to fellowship before I got married. We used to have a mama, and God would intercessor, and God would tell her, "I want you to go to the corners, the doors of the doors of the nation. I want you to go to the doors, the entry points, and close them, close them, close them." So she'd go to the borders. The man of God would, you know, you also cannot make such prayers if you have not been prayed for. You know that because you are dealing with principalities and powers and they can finish you praise the lord so she she would come for prayer and then she would go to pray for this specific this specific entries and there was a time god would t- tell her go pray so she would go pray um, near the mountains god would tell go pray and uh, Speak a word and decree and declare that my people are coming out free, that God is setting out free, that there will be revival in Kenya. Because you understand some of these mountains are where people used to worship God and their altars. So God would tell her, go there, I want you to pray over that place, I want you to break and all these things. So one time she came and gave a testimony and she was saying, um, one time she wanted to go and pray towards um, Mount Kenya. And she was going towards the Meru side. And then uh, she came and was like, man of God, pray for me. God has assigned me and told me to go and do this. So you see, at that particular point, if I have so much on my head and my mind has not been opened up, for me to understand that whatever God is doing, and God is lifting people even in terms of prayer, is going beyond individual need, I would not understand what you're saying. Is that true? And I would wonder, why, 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 why do you need to tell us these things? And that time, the man of God told her, no, wait. But I guess the burden in her was so great, so heavy, she decided, let me go. She went to Mount Kenya. There were certain points, God to direct go there, pray. She went, and this was minus the consent of the man of God. The man told her, man of God told her, you will go, but I don't think this is the appropriate time. Please wait a little bit. So she was telling us when she got there, she didn't even manage to make the prayers. Eh? She was chased by buffaloes. They came out of nowhere and they just chased her. And she said she ran for her life. This was a lady then, she was 54 years old. Hmm? So come on, ask where's the end the gym? Because you can't exercise. Then you encounter a situation. You encounter a situation. Do you know your ability is usually realized when there is a moment of adrenaline? You realize you're well-able, eh? <laughs> You realize... <laughs> you know, I... I, I I see some of these people when the police throw tear gas. They are those who are semi-professional handballers. Eh? Maybe they didn't play in school, but they realize they have ability and they can catch that thing and throw back to the policeman. Eh? So she said she realized that she didn't know she had the ability to run, but she ran very fast. But thank God, the, the buffaloes did not catch up with her, so she was safe. Then she came back. And she came and say, she came and say, I am sorry. Now I know. She said, Now I know. So what am I saying? There are dimensions that God, that God is lifting the body of Christ. You see the way we make jokes and jokes, and that says him, he doesn't, uh, him his assignment is not the house. He doesn't know the color of curtains. So him is just praying for Iraq, Iran. We'll get to that level of praying for Iraq and Iran. Because God will give people the burden, His burden, to be able to pray, seek God, and say concerning something so that it comes to pass. Praise the Lord. God will give you a burden to do something, and as you do it, you find that God is aligning you. Are we together? By now, we have read in news, if you read the news, and even by the words that our father has spoken prophetically. You see, there are so many countries now that are... are, are, (laughs) There are so many countries that are aligning with China. You see the other day, Brazil says they can trade currencies, then there was China, Russia, and then they gave an okay to Africa. It can be able to trade trade, uh, trade, with the Chinese currency. You saw that. So, you can understand that literally we are living in the times of there is literally a financial shift. There is a financial shift that is taking place, and it's a serious one. And it has very serious repercussions. So, God can tell you, I want you to pray. Pray, you know, we pray here and we decree and declare that the wealth of wicked, God is going to transfer. But also God has to give us insight. And this is part of the transfer that is happening. Yes? And it has to be enacted by prayer. Why? Because these things are spiritual. The Bible says before, you see it manifest in the physical, it has taken place in the spiritual. So God could be giving you an assignment, pray for this country, pray for this country, praise for this. But he's also positioning you towards this major shifting. So that you can become a beneficiary. Praise the Lord. Personally, I'm at a place where I am just watching to see how things are going to unfold. Praise the Lord. Because also the desire of many people is to get green card and go out. Which is okay, by the way. Some desire to go there and be with families. Okay? People have various reasons. But it makes you start looking at things critically. Makes you start looking at things critically. So, God is taking, you know, one of the things also that god is doing revival it can't just be all the time about i pray for my mother i pray for my mother imagine you come for akesha and the whole 7 hours you're doing what praying for your mother this is why god gives us tongues the heavenly language so that when you pray he can channel you to pray for other things that are necessary yes you'll pray for your mother could be could even be 1 minute and then he switches you to pray for other things and as he does that, he's aligning things concerning the revival that he wants to do in this time. And that is why you will, I, 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 I see you will see that there is a brood of people that God is raising. They are not only, you know, full of the word and full of giftings and all this. But there is something about their lives to admire. Because you will see them having the wisdom of God. It could be a 20-year-old, but you see them the wisdom of God. It means the dimension of the Spirit is operating in them. You could see them full of knowledge. But they know the Word. God is raising people that you find you can sit under, and they give you counsel. May that person be you in Jesus' name. That we will not lack in knowledge. We will not lack in wisdom. We will not... Get stuck and fail to know how how to operate in some things. But we'll be full of knowledge. We will know. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they knew the times. They knew the seasons. They knew when to switch. They knew what to do. They knew when to align themselves. They literally had direction of what they needed to do. May that be our portion. My prayer is that even as revival is going on, that we will not get lost in it. We will have understanding. And we will position ourselves to be partakers. Praise the Lord. Be it financially, that God will position you. Be it spiritually, that God will position you. God will awaken your spirit. You will see beyond what the human eyes see. Be it at your workplace, that God will also bless you. Give you counsel, give you, you know, and help you. there are few people that are watched and men of god that are watched um seasoned and i know that um, god uses them and god works and there's one man of god who was saying that in this times god is going to raise up a person who is um intellectual he has read and read and read and read and god is going to raise him and put him at a place of you know influence where he will speak and people listen, he'll speak and stuff happens. He'll speak and they'll be. God is going to use him to make a difference. And I marveled. I marveled at that. And my prayer is that we shall be relevant in this time. Praise the Lord. You know, even if you don't arise to a place and stand in the gap and pray according to what God wants, whatever God desired to come to pass will still come to pass. And God will use someone else and plant there to do it. But my praise is that you will be aligned. Your spirit will be so sensitive that you will catch it. Praise the Lord. Your spirit will be so sensitive that it will understand. That God will sensitize our spirits. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That God will lift us to that level. Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times that's First Chronicles 12.32. To know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200. And all their brethren were at their command. The sons of Issachar. The sons that gave direction on what to do. So God is raising us in dimensions of prayer. Where we will be able to stand and do his will where even if we say we are revivalists you will know exactly what god wants you to do you know exactly that god is positioning you and say pray pray for the world pray for the finances of christians so that this shift happens praise the lord god will tell you pray for our preservation so that even as the shift happens it does not sift people that the children of god will be preserved bonus if you will praise the lord and when we grow in god I said, as you pray, as you keep seeking God, you realize that there are responsibilities God gives you as a person of prayer. He starts assigning you, pray for this, pray for that. And this is what he did even with men, men in the Bible, the likes of Daniel, the likes of Nehemiah. He would given them assignments and say, pray for this, pray for this. And they would wait on God until it comes to pass. So God has to help us. The book of Isaiah says that enlarge your territories. God has to help us to enlarge our territories to understand that it is an assignment. To understand that there's something that God is doing and He needs us to get positioned. That prayer becomes so important so that God can be able to do something on not. So that God can be able to do something, even concerning our nation. You'll always find many times when God speaks and God says something, the enemy comes in and tries to counter to deviate your mind. Say, Lord, make me sensitive to understand what you're doing. Praise the Lord. So may God make us sensitive so that we understand how important it is, you know, for us to grow in prayer. Grow the more God is able to open up and deal with our mindsets. When you look at the gap and pray, and our prayer is not a prayer of complaining to God of what is happening, but is a prayer of declaring what we want to see. Are we together? Our prayer is a prayer of declaring what we want to see. So, whatever we are saying, we give it life so that God intervenes. Because it is important that we pray for the nation. If today you would lose your pastor, God forbid, you understand the intensity, the magnitude, the importance of why we need to push this thing in prayer, wait on God in prayer, be careful of what we say. Be careful of how we respond in social media. Be careful of how we speak. Praise the Lord. So I want us just to take a few minutes and pray for the nation of Kenya. I know it's a burden in, if not everyone's heart, probably in some of our hearts. But I want us to pray in the name of Jesus. With an open heart, that God may intervene, that God may have his way, that God may have mercy over the nation of Kenya, that God may have mercy over the people of Kenya. Because God says we approach his throne where we'll find mercy and grace to help us in time of need. This is our time of need, and we ask for the mercy of God. The mercy of God, the mercy of God, the mercy.